Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm actually really looking forward to today's episode because about a week ago, I did an episode talking about coffee and caffeine, really more specifically, whether or not it is helping you reach your goals or holding you back and how to know which is true for you. And I talked about how so many people go through the day with that feeling of wired but tired, right? And how that sensation of not being able to relax enough to fall asleep and stay asleep, but always feeling kind of tired and on edge, that's a red flag that your stress response system probably needs a little TLC. And if you feel that way, it's almost certainly impairing your ability to burn fat. And in response to that episode, I got a ton of questions that made me realize it would probably be worthwhile to spend more time on this, go down the rabbit hole of adrenal fatigue and chronic stress and what we can do about it. And, you know, there are tons of people out there who get like super nitty gritty about the science of adrenal fatigue. And I love the science, but I'm also really practical about like, what do we need to know in order to make a difference? Because so many times we get distracted by the nuances and really what we need to know, unless we're a student, right? Unless we are going to be taking a test on the anatomical and physiological implications of adrenal fatigue, like we just need to know what to do about it, right? So I want to give you the information that you need to know, but not bog you down with what you don't need to know so that we can make a difference. So we're going to be talking about chronic stress. We're going to be talking about adrenal fatigue and the impact that both of those have on your ability to burn fat, as well as, most importantly, what in the world we can do about it. I think that probably this term adrenal fatigue is is a like kind of trend term lately. And I feel like people kind of use that as the catch-all term when they're chronically tired or chronically stressed and having trouble losing weight. And while on the one hand, I think it's probably underdiagnosed, I want to be clear on the other hand that you can absolutely make a positive difference here. This isn't like, oh, well, I have adrenal fatigue, so I can't lose weight. That's not true. There is a lot that is completely within our power. And like is kind of my usual style here on the show, I want to focus on what we can do about it. So many people just focus on the the science and the details and make people feel powerless and we're not we very rarely are powerless and certainly when it comes to chronic fatigue chronic stress and adrenal fatigue we are not powerless so before we dive into what adrenal fatigue is and how it impacts fat loss and what we can do about I want to share some general symptoms so that you can quickly evaluate is this something that needs to be on my radar Or is it not, right? Because if it's not, then why bog yourself down with information? Stay focused on what is an issue for you, 
all right? And some of these symptoms, but not all of them, we talked about on the coffee podcast. What I want you to do as I read these off is just make a little tally mark if one of them applies to you so that you can keep track. And if you only have one or two, I would say you might want to make some small adjustments, but it's probably not a big rock for you. But if you have more than a couple, then we really need to dive deep into this conversation in a meaningful way. So as I read through these symptoms, I want you to just make a little hash mark so that you know where you stand after I go through. And this is not an exhaustive list, but these are some of the most common symptoms of either chronic fatigue or chronic stress or adrenal fatigue, all indicative that we need to make some modifications. Do you have that feeling of being wired but tired, edgy and exhausted, but trouble unwinding? Do you have trouble falling asleep? Or do you have trouble staying asleep? Do you wake up often throughout the night or feel like you're tossing and turning? Is your mind usually racing? Do you feel anxious or overwhelmed much of the time? Are you always on edge, you know, quick to anger or easily frustrated? Do you find yourself snapping at people or losing your temper quickly? Do you get distracted a lot? Do you have regular sugar cravings? Do you have a hard time burning belly fat, even when you're eating in a fat loss friendly way or when you think you're doing the work and you should be seeing belly fat loss and you're not? Do you have high blood pressure or do you sometimes feel like your heart is racing? Do you have high blood sugar? Do you ever have acid reflux or indigestion? What about menstrual irregularity or fertility challenges? Do you feel like you need your caffeine in the morning or maybe throughout the day? Do you experience that sensation of crashing, the energy crash maybe mid-morning or mid-afternoon? If you would consider more than a couple of these a struggle for you, then we're definitely having the right conversation right now. Or even if you just have a hunch that you're too stressed out for your own good, let's keep going with some information I think you need to understand as well as some practical strategies for making a difference. So let's begin with a primer of our stress response system, what adrenal fatigue even really means, who needs to worry about it. So adrenal fatigue is is the intersection of a number of challenges, and these challenges occur when we overburden our stress response system. And I want to be very clear, and I'll repeat this several times throughout our episode today, but this overburdening of the stress response system is not just about emotional stress. Emotional stress is only one of many kinds of stress. It could be physical stressors like pain, injury, right? It could be lack of sleep or lack of quality sleep, or it could be poor dietary choices. All of those are very real stressors on your body. And when we have this intersection of a number of problems that lead to our adrenal glands being overburdened, it impacts like every system in our body. Our hormones, our digestion, our circulation, our immune system, the ability of our brain to process and retain information, our mood, anxiety, depression, so much. Think about a situation like this, right? And this probably sounds all too familiar to many people. You have a middle-aged woman who's sleep-deprived. She's caring for her family. She's lucky to get five hours of sleep each night. She goes, goes, goes from dawn to dusk, never pausing, racing from task to task and 
obligation to obligation. She's got a stressful job she's trying to balance. She doesn't take the time to prioritize quality nutrition, so she makes convenient choices, but less than stellar food choices, and she's stressed about her weight, so when she can, she'll hop on the treadmill and go for a jog or take a spin class every couple of days, but with not enough sleep and less than ideal nutrition, this is just added stress on the body. She's exhausted all the time, but she has trouble falling asleep. And when she does fall asleep, she feels like she's waking up all the time and she's got a million things on her mind. Sounds like lots of people, right? It's also, though, it's unfortunately normal because this is also a health and hormonal nightmare. This is the starting point of just about every disease you can imagine because every system in your body pays the price when this is your normal. This is not just about looking good in a bikini or whatever else, guys. This is about our health. This is a really big deal. And I think part of understanding the big deal here beyond just like, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I you know always feel on edge. Part of understanding the real true risk is understanding what stress is and what it really does. It is not just a negative feeling that we wish we could overcome. Right. And it's unfortunate to me. And I used to be one of these people. So I say this. I recognize it because it used to be me. Many people use stress as a badge of honor. You know, you say, how are you? Oh, I'm so stressed. As if that implies that you must be a really hard worker or very important or have a very full life. And I'm sorry, it's not a badge of honor at all. And the very best thing you can do is make some changes in your life or in your perspective or in your stress management or all of the above because... It's taking years off your life, period. So there's that, right? I want everybody to understand what stress actually is and what it does. Stress is your body's emergency alert system. And it's triggered by the stress you manufacture, right? Stress you create with your thoughts, anxiety, frustration, anger, overwhelm, but also emotional circumstances, sadness, loss, grief. Now, one thing that I think is so important to understand is that your brain doesn't know the difference between real stress, someone standing in front of me with a gun, or imagined stress, worrying about what's going to happen with your job security. To your brain, to your body, it is all the same. And much of the stress we experience is stress we manufacture by freaking out when we don't need to, getting all worked up over a traffic jam. Food is also a really major stressor. This is one of the primary causes of adrenal fatigue that I think gets very much overlooked. Everybody's like, okay, dial back the exercise and get some more sleep. How about you stop eating foods that trigger a stress response in your body? What foods do that? Processed foods, sugars, toxins, alcohol, caffeine. These are all nutritional stressors and they trigger our body's stress response system. Another type of food that triggers a major stress response is when we eat anything to which we have a sensitivity. So if you're gluten sensitive and then you think, oh, well, but this bread looks really good. Okay, it does, but understand that that is triggering the emergency alert system in your body. You know, for me, that's dairy. For some people, it's peanuts or soy or whatever it is. When we consume foods to which we are sensitive, that creates a stress response in your body. How many people are triggering their emergency alert system every single time they take a bite of food or a sip of their sugary latte? 
And then, of course, there's physical stress, which could be exercise. It could be injury. It could be the recovery process of your body in response to illness. And then any kind of imbalance creates a stress response in your body. So a hormonal imbalance, a bacterial imbalance. They let the body know that something is wrong. And whenever there is an imbalance, this triggers our emergency alert system. That The role of that system is to let the body know like, hey, we need to fix something. So understanding the complexity of what triggers stress in the body, I'm sure you can see that many people, many, many, many people, are constantly triggering their bodies to be on high alert. And then what happens? A couple of things that are equally problematic. Number one, your body gets freaking exhausted and not I need a nap exhausted, although that is very real and that will certainly happen, but like worn out, can't keep up with all the problems exhausted, drained, right? Like leaving the light on forever means that the bulb is going to burn out much faster, right? So we set ourselves up for burnout when we're constantly triggering this stress response system. Every time we create stress or expose ourselves to stress, it's crazy. And there's also like a little bit of the boy who cried wolf phenomenon going on here because when you constantly are triggering this stress response then your body doesn't really know first of all it might not have the resources to deploy them because it's burnt out when you really need it but also it's like so is this like a sugar kind of emergency or is this like a cancer kind of emergency your body either doesn't have the resources or it's deaf to the trigger to the sound of the alarm just like the boy who cried wolf right because it's just it's just kind of like well the alarm is always on so we're just used to it you become immune to it now let's dive a little bit deeper kind of a magic school bus moment inside the body to understand what is happening when we're under stress and again i think a lot of people get lost in the weeds and it's very interesting and it's great when you're trying to learn but there's a difference between like how much information do i need to know versus what do i need to know in order to make a change so i want to give you what you need to know in order to make a change all right so what are the adrenal glands where do they live you've got two of them and they're small, and each one sits on top of your kidney. So you've got two kidneys, and on top of each kidney is this little, like, mushroom cap perched there sitting on top of the kidneys. And the adrenal glands are kind of the key players. They're not the only players, but they're the key players in your stress response system. And when they receive signals from your body, from your brain, they produce and secrete stress hormones like adrenaline and noradrenaline and cortisol, but other hormones too, like the precursors to your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. And the reason that I'm mentioning the sex hormones here is not to get lost in the weeds, but to help you understand that when you overtax your stress response system, it impacts everything. This is why when we were talking about symptoms earlier on, menstrual irregularity, infertility, right? These are commonly associated with an overburdened stress response system. Okay, so this is about so much more than what we think of in terms of stress, just feeling overwhelmed or frazzled. Your stress response system was designed to respond to emergencies, but the way it's supposed to work is emergencies are rare, right? Illness, threat, injury, the need to run away quickly from a tiger, not 
getting upset when you're on hold for 20 minutes. I'm using that as an example because <laughs> that triggers my stress response system personally. But kind of like, you know, if you think about it in a real world situation, the fire alarm in your house and how you would respond and the firemen would respond, how you're supposed to respond, right? They're there, the fire alarms in your house, they're there for an emergency, right? If your fire drill goes, your fire drill, your fire alarm goes off in your house, like you're going to react. You're going to be, oh my goodness, the fire department's going to come, all that good stuff. But what happens if it just like never shuts off? Your response would be very different, as would the response of the fire department, right? At best, the fire department, if your fire alarm goes off all day, every day, or multiple times each day, at best, the fire department is going to be very slow to respond, right? At worst, they're too tired to come out because they've been there 55 times already by 7 p.m., right? And the other thing to consider is that there is a physiological um phenomenon where basically kind of like insulin resistance where your body is so used to insulin being present because of your chronic carbohydrate consumption that it just stops responding kind of like kids don't hear the commands they are so used to hearing they just tune it out this can happen with the stress response if your fire alarm in your home went off all of the time and never turned off, eventually you would tune it out. You would. You absolutely would. If there's like some low hum of, say, your air conditioning, the first time in the season that it kicks on, it's kind of going to bug you and you're going to be like, oh, that's so annoying. But after a couple of days or maybe even after a couple of hours, you don't even notice it anymore. And this happens with all things. And so we can create a situation where our body doesn't respond to our emergency alert system because we've created so many false alarms and we've overstimulated it so much. And what that means is we are at very high risk because your stress response system is needed to keep you healthy in response to injury or illness. And so if it's like, yeah, okay, that again, then you are setting yourself up not only to have trouble burning fat, but to basically be giving away your health. You don't have it anymore. Your body can no longer protect you, all right? Think about it this way. When you introduce a stressor, when you create a stressor, fixating on something you're worried about, when you are exposed to a stressor like pain, you're pulling the fire alarm in your body. Many of you, too many of you, are pulling that alarm when you lose your keys. You realize you don't have to respond with stress, right? So many people are pulling that fire alarm in their own bodies when they lose their keys, when they have a difficult conversation, when they get stuck in traffic, when they work out, when they eat sugar, when they consume processed foods, when they drink caffeine, when they drink alcohol, when they consume foods they're sensitive to, when they consume toxins, when they get hurt, when they get sick, when they don't get enough sleep. Are you seeing a trend here? When you start to manufacture stress over something that might happen in three months, but might not, you have to ask, is this worth pulling the fire alarm? No, absolutely not. Is the fact that the kids have soccer and baseball and piano and homework worth pulling the fire alarm? No. Is the handful of crappy candy that you don't even like worth pulling the fire alarm? No, it's sure not. Is it worth pulling a fire alarm over an email that offended you? 
No, it's just not. Most of the stress we experience is stress we manufacture by our responses, our own choice, our negative thoughts, and just not understanding the implications that has on our health and our body. Chill the F out. Chill the F out. That's what I should have called this episode. And honestly, I'm talking to myself too. I shared this uh, on a past episode. I get really tense and frustrated when I'm on hold. But that is a choice based on my perspective, right? If we understand that when our stress response system is overburdened or unresponsive, we can't fight illness. We can't burn fat. This is why you hear many doctors say that the vast majority of disease is either caused by or worsened by stress. You need your body to be able to respond to true emergencies. So for the love of Mike, don't be creating emergencies with your food choices or your overreactions to things that don't move the needle. And I want to make sure you understand how this impacts fat loss as well. When we overstimulate our adrenal glands and are constantly pulling the fire alarm, alerting the emergency response system in our body, cortisol, the stress hormone, is produced and released. Now, cortisol isn't the only player in the stress game, but I want you to understand when we talk about cortisol, the impact that it has on our ability to burn fat. Cortisol influences your hunger. It increases it. It influences your cravings. It increases them. It disrupts your digestion. It predisposes your body to burn muscle tissue, which lowers your metabolic rate and makes very unfavorable changes to your body composition, right? Think softer and fluffier. Cortisol also increases your blood sugar and triggers an insulin response. And as we know, because we've talked about this in almost every episode, when insulin is elevated, we can't burn fat until that insulin goes back down. But if we're constantly pulling this fire alarm, this is why so many people feel like I'm doing everything right. Why am I not seeing results? Because you're constantly pulling the fire alarm and creating a situation where your body cannot and will not burn fat. So independent of what you eat, if you are overstressed, you are significantly impairing your fat burning ability. But does this mean you're just screwed? That we're all just screwed and destined to be overstressed and overweight? No. What can you do? There's a lot you can do, guys. And if I list off something here and you're like, oh, no, 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 that's not an option for me. Okay, fine. There's 20 other things. Pick one of them and do it consistently. The first one is, I mean, we'll chill the F out is like number one through 27 or 2700. So chill the F out and then do it again. Right. But the other thing is sleep. Sleep is not optional. All right. If you can't get more sleep, whether because of your job or because of your kids or whatever else, you need to improve the quality of your sleep. And there's a lot that you can do to improve the quality of your sleep when you can't improve the quantity of your sleep. And I'm going to link to an episode. I want to say it was like 16 or 17. It was way back when. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, though, um, for how to improve the quality of your sleep. The other thing is to identify the things currently in your life that are stressing you out, all right? Some of them you probably can't do anything about, and that's fine, but I guarantee that there are some things that you can. 
that you can either reduce their impact or change your perspective or cut them out completely. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it is possible. And you have to ask yourself, is being on the PTA, which causes me all of this stress, worth my health? I mean, maybe it is for you, but maybe it's not. And we also have to keep in mind that, you know, some people make us feel stress. And we have options here. Number one is work on your response because they don't force you to respond with stress or anxiety or frustration. You choose that response. Now, they might make it easy for you to make that choice, but still, somebody can antagonize you and put you down and you can choose to be true to yourself and not let them ruffle your feathers or you can get all worked up. So one is, who needs to go? Who, need to, who do you need to spend less time with or talk to less often? Or if you just can't reduce their presence in your life, then you gotta work on your response to not letting them get under your skin, right? It's possible. It's possible and in a lot of cases, it's essential for your health, for your happiness, for your family. So I want everybody to understand that improving your response to stress isn't just about people, but about situations, right? Like I shared the other day on the podcast, being on hold just freaking grates my nerves. It really, really does for whatever reason, like I can't stand it. So one of the things that I do is I, when I could get online help for something, I'm challenging myself to call and be on hold so that I can improve that response. And here's why, because you could easily be like, well, if you don't have to call, don't create that stress. But you know what? Improving my stress response is something that I need in many areas of my life. And so the being on hold thing is just an area where I can practice, because if I can improve my stress response there, I can improve my stress response everywhere. So the example I gave the other day on the podcast was like, I was calling because I had an issue with Delta. And the first time I called, I waited on hold for like 17 minutes. And then I talked to somebody who told me what to do. And I said, can you stay on the line while I try to do it? And she was like, no, 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 it's going to work. You'll be fine. I promise. Whatever. So she disconnects the call and I try to do it and it doesn't work. So then I have to call and wait on hold again for like 20 minutes. And at this point, I'm irritated that I already waited and she was wrong and I had to wait again. And I realized myself getting just increasingly not happy. And then I thought, you know what? I could have to figure this out on my own, or I could be unable to book my flight. And when this next person picks up, they're going to be able to help me. So this isn't a frustration unless I choose to see it this way. There is somebody who is working right now whose job it is to help me fix this, right? And I'm booking a flight. How fortunate am I to have the opportunity to go speak at an event that I have to travel to? Like that is just a blessing, right? So somebody's here to help me. I'm going to get it resolved. And the worst thing that happens is I don't get my flight and that is not a five alarm fire. Do it too when I call into the bank. Like I'm calling someone who is there and paid to help me. I don't have to figure it out on my own. So when we improve our stress response, you know, maybe for you, this is traffic and you tend to get really worked up like, hey, you could be in an accident and you're not. You could not have a car and you could be standing under the bridge begging for quarters. You know, it's all in your perspective. Or maybe your stress response is related to food. And when you're going out to eat, you're creating all of the stress. Like, what am I going to eat? And how am I going to not have dessert? And how many pieces of bread will I have out of the bread basket? And is this going to keep me from reaching my goals? Or you could just be like, you know what? 
I'm in control of all of my choices and this is a great opportunity to practice. And how fortunate am I to have people to go out to eat with and to have the means to have a nice dinner out. It's all in our perspective. So practice improving your stress response and understand this isn't some woo-woo feel-good thing, although it certainly is a feel-good thing. This is about your health and this is about your ability to burn fat. Because if you currently have 17 things in a day, which honestly is probably a low-ball number, if you currently have 17 things in your day that are triggering that fire alarm stress response in your body and you can cut out the stupid stuff, the traffic, the kids can't find your shoes, the, you know, telemarketer calling in the middle of your dinner, if you can cut that back and get rid of the nitty gritty things, guys, you're doing a tremendous amount of good for your body and your ability to burn fat. Another thing is meditate. Meditation is hugely impactful at lowering cortisol. And meditation does not mean you have to sit quietly for 30 minutes. You can meditate for 60 seconds. Something is always better than nothing when it comes to things like meditation or breathing control. I recently put a blog up, and I will link to it in the show notes, um, on how to reduce stress in less than two minutes. And it was all about box breathing, which you can do while you drive, you can do while you shower, you can do while you sit in a meeting, or you can do it, you know, when you're laying in bed at night to help you unwind. But anytime we practice controlling our breathing, when we start to get worked up, our breathing becomes pretty erratic and shallow. And just by being very mindful about uh, our breath can make a big difference. And then, of course, there's food changes that you can make so that every time you pick up something to eat, you're not triggering this alarm in your body. Ditch the sugar. Dial back your processed foods. Be really mindful of how frequently you're consuming toxins. Stop eating foods to which you are sensitive. Cut back on the coffee. Drink less alcohol, right? There's so many different nutritional changes, and you don't have to make all of them. But again, if we're currently triggering our stress response 17 times a day and we can cut that back down to 12, that is a huge improvement, right? There's so many options. Know what you need when it comes to exercise. For some people, exercising is a stress reliever. Fantastic. For other people, whether it's distance running or ellipticaling, if your exercise leaves you feeling drained, sore, tired, then if you're currently in this overstressed system, you would be better off to just let the exercise go for a while because you need to dial back your stress response. Other things you can do, and these ones are a lot more fun, get a massage, have sex, have an orgasm, either or, right? Laugh more, smile more. Even if it's stupid cat videos on YouTube, like find something that makes you laugh, right? Whether it's a person, a conversation, a funny movie, a funny picture, a stupid cat video, laugh more, smile more. I was driving the other day to a breakfast that I didn't want to go to. And I was not very excited about. And I could feel my tension kind of rising. And self-awareness is such a huge part of this. Paying attention to like, are my teeth clenched? Is my brow furrowed? Am I stressing about something that I don't need to stress about? So as I was driving and I could feel my tension rising, I just smiled. And it was totally fake. But, you know, it naturally starts to make you feel better. And over time... It becomes genuine. It's kind of like force yourself to laugh, right? If I did that right now, like I'm not, uh, nothing has made me laugh. But if I just say, ha, 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 it, like, you feel 
feel so stupid that you actually start laughing. And laughter decreases your cortisol. So wherever you are right now, unless you're like in a meeting secretly listening to the podcast, like fake laugh. And you'll feel like such a dork that you'll probably actually start laughing. And at a minimum, at a minimum, you'll smile. And both of those things reduce cortisol. And guys, this is so important for health. It's so important for fat loss. So I'm going to put all of these little strategies up on the show notes page over at primalpotential.com. So please check that out. I think it'll be really helpful. Also, this episode is airing on... 419, April the 19th, which means I have a free motivation workshop tonight. If you're listening to this after the 19th, um, go to primalpotential.com and see if I have posted a recording there. Of course, you can email me too if you don't want to go digging. Uh, But I would love to have you there. I asked you guys what you need to help you reach your goals because that's why I do this. You know, I don't have sponsors on this show for a reason because it's not about money. It is about momentum. It is about transformation. It is about making a difference. It is about the message. And so when you guys told me, almost 70% of you said, I need help creating that motivation for myself, I'm, I'm doing that. So if that is where you are at and you need that motivation, you can text April 19, April 19, no space, to the number 33444. Uh, and if you're listening to this after the 19th, sorry we missed you, but you can email me um, and I might have a recording. I don't want to say that I will. I probably will. Um, but sometimes I just forget to hit record and that's just the God's honest truth. All right. What I ate yesterday. What did I eat yesterday? I should have wrote this down. I mean, I always write stuff down, but I don't have my thingy right in front of me. Oh, I had a frittata in the morning. That's a little different. I don't usually do that, but I made a frittata with eggs, obviously with eggs. (laughs) Ingredient number one, eggs, but with bacon and bell peppers and then all of the coffee in the world. And then I had two pieces of salmon, which was really random, but it looked really good. So I had two pieces of it and I didn't have anything with it, which is also a little strange. And because I didn't have any vegetables with my lunch, which is abnormal, what my dinner was was just a really super huge salad. Um, No meat on the salad, just a really large salad. And I was satisfied with that because it was a lower key kind of day. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've got questions, hit me up. If you want to see some of these strategies again, just go to primalpotential.com and they will be there for you. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, 
you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.